Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, why does the Papa John Pizza Ghostbusters commercial look more interesting than the actual Ghostbusters trailer? <laughs> Hi, America. It's true, isn't it? Yes. Have you seen it? <laughs> While we're on the subject, I will start the show in a second. Ghostbusters came out this week. Have you heard the music? Have you uh, heard that? Yes, I've heard I it. I posted it on our Facebook wall. I was under the impression when the original Ghostbusters film came out in 1984, that was kind of a guitar-driven track. The rift, it was guitar. It was a very heavy, rocky track. Now, several weeks ago, I said I'd rap on this show. Do you recall such things? Oh, God. But this song's terrible. I don't know where it comes from. Who are they trying to appeal to? I thought the older generation aren't going to be into a song that goes, I ain't afraid, I ain't afraid. See what I did there? Yes, I see. Hi, America. Hello, world. <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee, and I'm your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk, radio, entertainment, and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, God. bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. <laughs> distantly? It sounds like she's in the room. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me start by introducing tonight's guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather rounded up 196 cows this week, so when she finished, she had 200. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. What are you doing? 
messing around when you can't keep your fingers to yourself, can you? You've got to keep messing around. I feel like a school teacher with naughty children. Don't you enable us? There's no enabling going on here. And for the first time on MQTA, I wish to introduce the analytical and funny Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. She also has a unique ability to read out loud, which overqualifies her for tonight's show. <laughs> Michelle realised this week that time flies like an arrow, but fruit flies like a banana. Oh, God. <laughs> Yes. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I believe that's Plato, if anybody's interested. Plato? There you go. That's Plato. Plato. <laughs> it's going to be a long night, isn't it? No, not Play-Doh. That's Plato. Plato. You see what I've got to work with? This is outrageous. 70 is a remarkable and wondrous number. This is Series 2, Episode Amazing. 70. Play-Doh, really. Play-Doh. 70 years of marriage is marked by a platinum wedding anniversary. A man inserted an ad in the classifieds. Wife wanted. Next day he received a 100 letters, all saying, You can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> of course Adam and Eve had the perfect marriage He didn't have to hear about all the men she could have married And she didn't have to hear about how well his mother cooked <laughs> In Olympic terrible. archery the targets are 70 metres away from the archer One metre for every year of marriage oh, Just hold the target a little higher sweetheart <laughs> 70 miles an hour is a common speed for freeways in many American states and the national speed limit of Great Britain. In Britain, we have speeding cameras on nearly every street and every corner. On one morning in the mail, I received a picture of my car speeding and a fine for 80 pounds. So I sent back a picture of 80 pounds just to be funny. Two <laughs> days later, they sent me another picture of some handcuffs. <laughs> I went and paid the fine. I get easily confused in this country because I'm used to kilometers an hour rather than miles per hour and I got stopped by a police officer several years ago on Highway 71 mm -hmm. and I was speeding rather atrociously and uh, he slowly walked towards the car I can see him in my mirrors chewing gum mirrored shades low slung gun holster I wind down the windows and say sorry officer I get easily confused between kilometers an hour and miles per hour and he chuckled to himself as he wrote out the ticket <laughs> and why were you speeding again this was because the World Cup was on a couple of years ago. Well then. I, was, I wanted to see Brazil play and I was running late. So it was for a soccer match of all things. 70 is littered throughout the Bible and is obviously very significant. Here are places where it's mentioned. 70 souls went to Egypt to begin their exile. 70 nations and 70 languages are in the table of nations. 70 men are in the Supreme Court of Ancient Israel. 70 elders were assembled by Moses. Psalm 90.10 allots 70 years for a man's life. Jesus tells Peter to forgive 70 people seven times. And Jesus appoints 70 disciples and sends them out in pairs to do his bidding and to preach the gospel. When I was a small boy, I actually thought Jesus lived in the bathroom. God's honest truth. Because my dad, every morning, used to bang on the door and shout out, Jesus Christ, are you still in there? 
each week on this show like that one. I like you being on the show. You laugh at my jokes. I'll invite you on again. Now, each week, I like to read out our letters. I like to read out everything you post on Facebook and our emails. Jack in Texas posted about our latest archived episode. She says, Arkansas, Hawaii, or Prince Philip. Totally made me laugh. Thank you, guys. Do you remember that quiz we did that? Yes. Yes, I won't be doing that again. That's not going to happen again. (laughs) Michelle in New York said, great show. Where are my two points? Ha ha. Well, that was last week's show. You have to earn your points, of course. (laughs) Kathy in Minnesota commented, fun shows. Great interview with Bob. If you recall last week, we interviewed Bob Gilbert, the author from Washington. He has a fabulous fictional ghost book out called Shady Elders of Zion. And I would recommend that wholeheartedly. That is an amazing book. So thank you, Bob Gilbert, for last week's episode. Margaret in Michigan posted a wonderful comment. Now, if you recall, I have a book out called How to Be a Christian Psychic, what the Bible says about mediums, healers, and paranormal investigators. And I've read three chapters on YouTube. They're completely free. You can go and listen to those chapters. I've read chapters on stones and crystals, healing and meditation. So Margaret's commenting on this on YouTube. She's written, a couple of years back, you accepted me on Facebook. You've grown and expanded where your spiritual growth has taken you. My hat's off to you, Adrian. Keep up the awesome work. That's fabulous, isn't it? So I really appreciate that, Margaret. If you wish to write to me at any time during tonight's show, any time during the week, you can contact me on Facebook. We have a Facebook site, all of tonight's stories and much, much more will be there for you in glorious Technicolor. You can look at the videos, the photographs and stories that don't make it onto the show. That's more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. You can access me on my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S for the International Paranormal Society. We currently have 85,000 followers on there. If you wish to go to YouTube, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We have some very funny outtakes that would make you laugh if you're feeling low and a little bit down. Now this weekend, just past, I was in Long Prairie. Long Prairie is a small town in the middle of Todd County, in the middle of Minnesota. And I did an amazing ghost and history walk. And that was organized by Lorna, one of my team members up in Long Prairie. She is the president of the Christie House Association, the historical society up there. If you get a chance, to go to the Christie House. It's one of the most haunted buildings I've ever investigated. And I had Paul, Karen, Mariah, Gloria and the citizens of Long Prairie helping me on that. It was a fabulous evening. We shut off the whole of Main Street. We walk up and down. I talk about all the ghosts, all the investigations. And I have a book out called The Hauntings and History of the Christie House, which is in Long Prairie, Minnesota. All of the information is in that book. All of the photographs of the ghosts the spirits, all of the investigations we've done in one of the most haunted houses I've ever investigated. So if people get a chance to go, that's the Christie House in Long Prairie, and the book is called The Hauntings and History of the Christie House, and that's available on Amazon. If people are interested in seeing my evidence and seeing what we've done up there in terms of investigations, there is a flashlight tour of this haunted building on September the 17th. So if people go to the Christie House website, That's the Flashlight Tours on September the 17th and people need to get their tickets early if they don't want to be disappointed. Now, 
Would you like to explain what we've got sat in front of us here, Miss Morris? What have you got here for me? This has never been done, to my knowledge, live on air. This is the first time Yay. on any radio station, I believe. If someone knows different, they need to write in and tell me. Would you like to explain to our listeners what we have sat here in front of me at the moment? We have Birdie Bots, every flavor, Bertie jelly bots, beans. Every flavor, they're Harry Potter jelly beans. Yes. Now, what's unique about this particular little box of jelly beans? It's got every flavor. It's got every flavor. There is a mixture of flavors. Like so, grass and black pepper and... Bogey. And vomit. Sausage. Yep. Everything you want <laughs> from a jelly bean. Live on air, we are now going to play Russian roulette. <laughs> Michelle wasn't aware of this. Did you hear the sharp intake of breath? I can't believe this isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to you. But now we're going to do a blind... <laughs> She's gone. It's just me and you from now on, Heather. We're going to do a blind tasting. So we're going to take two each. I want you to tell me what you think the flavour is. And this All is right. like Russian roulette with jelly beans. So Michelle's going to close her eyes. Mm-hmm. She's going to put out her hand. And I'm just going to give her a couple of jelly beans there. I've given you three, but you can take just the two. I'm going to take two here. Miss taking- Morris. Yes. There we go. I'm going to pass them across the table. There we go. And uh, I think Michelle should take the first one. So, Russian roulette, live on air, Harry Potter jelly beans. Some are good, some are bad. Just like life, I guess. You get the rough with the smooth. Is Michelle about to get rough or smooth? This is where we're going. Here we go. Here we go. Is the flavour coming through? Are you picking up the bass notes? What does that taste like She's to you? scrunching her face. It's fabulous. Oh, God. I don't know what it is. Oh, no. Oh, what has she gone with? <laughs> That's not dirt, is it? It's it's different. It's different. Open your mouth and show me the colour. It's gone. Oh, it's blue. Miss Morris, what was blue? You're going to have to look at you the got, back of the like packet. Weird pine needles and pine needles. Is, is it gin and toilet, tonic? Gin and tonic. <laughs> uh, no, it's dirt. It's dirt. Oh, or dirt. What kind you know? of gin and tonics? Have you been drinking, madam? <laughs> you the had, ones in Wyndham. <laughs> you had dirt. We could have saved you a jelly dirt. bean. I've got, I've got lots of dirt in the garden. You could have just gone. She's making oh, gag noises. That's not good for her. She's in the corner gagging. New guy in the corner. Puking his guts up. Puking his guts up. Miss Morris, it is your turn. What are you going to go with? What have you got there? Oh, no. Look at her face. I don't know what it is. Oh, no. Show oh, me. it was rotten egg. It, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, I'll oh, take ro- dirt. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I think I'd take dirt over rotten egg, to be honest. I'm going to put that one in. Here we go. Okay. Well, that's not bad, actually. Oh, oh of course. <laughs> I think that could be toilet cleaner. That's not too bad. It's got the base notes of uh, bleach, which is good news. I actually think that was cinnamon. Or something close yes, to Yes, there it. is a cinnamon there. Oh, well, I did very well that round. I'm 1 0 up. She's Let me give myself some points. Michelle's, Michelle's crying in. and she's wiping her mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> this yeah, must be. Cleanse my palate with. Hang on, I'll go and get some gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> this must be the only radio show. <laughs> She'll never. Polish remover. <laughs> She'll never be coming back. She'll tell all her friends that she was on a radio show and me <laughs> made her eat dirt. Made her eat dirt. Right, round two. All right. Choose wisely. 
I'd take both pills if it was me. <laughs> One. Here we go. Okay. There we are. Get it down, you. <laughs> what, what are we going with here? What do you think that is? Any clues? We already realised that you Bacon? You're re- bacon. <laughs> it could be. No, it's not bacon. Sausage. <laughs> it's sausage. You went for the... Perfect. You went for the dirt and sausage combination. That sounds like a Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> it's a Friday night out for Heather. It's not like I haven't had it before. <laughs> <laughs> just be <You're> just, honest. <laughs> you realise this is going out in 190 countries. Yeah. Michelle, live on air, has just said it's not the first time she hasn't had a dirt and sausage combo. You really do need to stop hanging around gardeners, would be my advice. Right. Heather Morris going for the second one. This makes great radio, doesn't it? This is better than any quiz show. What have you got there? I think I got a cinnamon one. I'm you, safe. You're oh. safe. My final one. Okay. I'm not getting much coming through. Is that grass? Yep. Excellent. <laughs> grass and cinnamon. <laughs> what other flavors were there? What could we have got? Okay. What could we have won? You could have got a banana, black pepper, blueberry, a booger, <gasps> candy floss, cherry, cinnamon, dirt, earthworm, earwax, oh, grass. I've had the, ear- the earwax is bitter, I have to oh, say that. Green apple, marshmallow, rotten egg, sausage, lemon, soap, tutti frutti, vomit, or watermelon. And we all dodged a bullet and didn't get wa- vomit tonight. So. <laughs> we all dodged a bullet and didn't get watermelon, I thought. I know. <laughs> You hate watermelon, don't you? I'm not a big fan. It's You'd just... have taken vomit over watermelon, wouldn't Probably. you? Probably. Okay. There is a show, Dying to Get Out, would you believe? <laughs> I'm going to give myself two points. <laughs> because like, Michelle's actually left the room and has gone to get a glass of water. <laughs> she got the raw end of that stick. She got sausage and dirt. <laughs> I've got all their albums. Their third album was the best. It's a popular beat combo. Like Simon and Art Garfunkel. Have you heard Sausage and Dirt? Bridge over troubled waters. This is the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. A strange clip appeared to show a young model suddenly becoming possessed by a ghost, and it's quickly gone viral. The young model was being interviewed on a Thai TV show when she told the host she was often visited by a sinister ghost. 13 minutes into the interview, Tipawan Pai Chupa Pwang announced... What? Her friends call her Pai. Oh, good. Good. She announced that a pop, a cannibalistic spirit in Thai folklore, had come to possess her. So an ice pop is your dad in the mortuary then, I'm guessing. Oh. Pai then slipped into pops as the host asked the ghost questions as to why it continued to possess the young woman. According to an intellect translation, the host asked Pop, why can't you leave her? In which the spirit replied in a strange voice, someone send me here. Is that strange enough? Did that work out? Oh, you're playing with knobs. Go on. Someone sent me here. Oh no. That was a gay robot. I don't know what buttons you've got. (laughs) It said Adrian. Oh no! Heather's on minus four. What package of software did you get for voices when one comes up as gay robot? 
<laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I'll go try. on. Do go. Okay, here's another one. I don't know what I was saying. Oh, hello. <laughs> Continue with that. All the diodes down my left hand side. I haven't walked straight since the rust set in on my left hip. I've decided. <laughs> I just want to play with knobs some more. Uh, I've decided to make my own dress and I've put ball bearings in the hem so it moves with me as I walk. <laughs> what package of software? That one said Adrian too. <laughs> You're on minus six. You've not even read a story out. I'm winning. No, I'm on two, madam. Oh. But you are second if that helps. According to an internet translation, the host asked Pop, why can't you leave her? So the spirit replied in a strange voice, someone sent me here. Stop messing around. <laughs> the entity appearing to possess Pi's body refused to say who had sent it and demanded pig's blood as the woman writhed around and shrieked. As there was a would. there wasn't a Harry yeah. Potter jelly bean, was there called Pig's Blood? Not in this okay, box. Okay, just checking. Pop's spirits are greatly feared in time mythic or culture. Folklore has it that they possess women who like to eat humans from the inside and can even heat the body of a woman they occupy as they sleep. This spirit, this pop, won't get much of a meal if it possesses a model. He should have tried <laughs> FarmersOnly.com. Oh, if you no. wish to see the video of the model possessed by a pop in Thai culture, you can visit our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, and that video is there for you to watch. Heather, what have you got for me tonight? In the round of Ghosts and Hauntings, and you are on currently minus six. <laughs> I have a chilling picture which shows ghostly figure in empty room at Castle haunted by a young girl. A young girl. She wasn't wearing white. They always wear white, don't I they? I don't think she was, no. Mary Hannah Dixon took the chilling snap during a visit to Warwick's Castle in Kenworth. Warwick. Or Kenworth room. Warwick. Warwick Castle. Warwick. Warwick. Yes, Warwick. Like Tottenham Court Road. Yes, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, where the specter of a little girl is said to lurk. In the spooky snap, a figure appears to be standing next to the window, but Mariana was completely alone at the time. The 30-year-old from Henley in Arden said, I was all alone in the room because it was early and there weren't many visitors around. I'm from South Africa and the plaque had some information about a South African spiritualist raising a young girl from the dead in the room. When I got home, I was reading the plaque on my camera and noticed a strange figure in the reflection of the shot. At first, I thought it must have been one of the waxwork figures in the castle, but when I called them, they said there are no models in that room. I was so intrigued, I called them to ask if anyone else could have been in the room without my knowledge but they actually had CCTV footage showing her taking the picture completely alone in the room, which is pretty cool. Warwick Castle's owned by the organisation that owns Madame Tussauds, so it's full of waxworks and really? period kind of tableaus. And if you recall, we watched a show on Warwick Castle, and it's got mm -hmm. a very creepy and a very sinister dungeon. There's a lot of activity down there. And they've literally got a hole that they would throw people in yeah. and just leave them there. Mm -hmm. And then they'd come back three or four weeks later and just pull them out again. And of course, all the sewage in the castle would fall into that hole. So that's a pretty miserable place. But that's got a very interesting dungeon. Lots of torture and lots of miserable things happen down there. Well, she goes on to say that um, 
they tried to recreate the image. They couldn't do it. She considers it completely unexplained. But there is a ghost of a little girl. There are indeed more questions than answers. That's such a great story. I should give you one point. And you're now (laughs) minus five. A paranormal investigator who shot to fame for his work in the field of ghosts has been found dead in what his family are calling mysterious circumstances. Police are investigating the passing of Garaf Tawawi after he was discovered (laughs) unconscious in his family bathroom last Thursday. He went in after my dad, apparently. (laughs) The 32-year-old who has spent time in more than 6,000 haunted locations was at his home in Delhi, which he shared with his wife and parents when they report hearing a loud thud from inside the bathroom. That also happens if you go to the all-you-can-eat buffet, apparently. (laughs) Although the certified paranormal and UFO investigator was rushed to hospital, doctors were unable to save him. Authorities state that they suspected a cause of death as asphyxia, and a preliminary post-mortem reported stated that a dark line was found around his throat. Straining did that. That's straining. That's what straining can do. Yeah, your eyes turn red. Dead man's grip. They can't prize you off the bathroom toilet. Dead man's grip, that's cool. <laughs> Mr. Gura's father, Uday, told the Times of India that they don't believe in ghosts, but they are puzzled by his death. Gurev told his wife a month ago that a negative force was pulling him towards it. He had said he was trying to control it, but seemed unable to do so. It's remarkable that his parents said they don't believe in ghosts when he's actually delivering TV shows on ghosts and hauntings and claims to have been in over 6,000 haunted locations. With thousands of followers online, the founder of the Indian Paranormal Society, Mr. Tawari, was committed to investigating the spirit world in 2009 after his own paranormal experience when he was training to become a commercial pilot. Let's do some basic maths here, shall we? He started investigating the paranormal in 2009. Earlier in this report, it said he's investigated over 6,000 haunted locations. Okay, so seven years ago, 6,000 locations that's 857 investigations a year. Based he's on good, that. He's, he's busy. Fa- that's two and a half investigations a day. That's really good. I can't believe that. I get the feeling <laughs> some of this is bunk. Oh, Can I use that bunk, I tell you? Fans have been leaving messages of remembrance on the star's Facebook page since his death was announced. We will miss you, sir. One wrote. Rest in peace, added many others. If you wish to see that story and look at that particular article, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers. With Adrian Lee, I should give myself another two positive integers, and I am now on four. Michelle, with the taste of sausage repeating on you as we speak, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? This is the moment a ghost named Sarah was caught on camera by photographer Carl Morgan. The 36-year-old and his paranormal investigation team were visiting Cardiff's Landaff Cathedral, after being tipped off, it was a hot spot for unusual activity. A cathedral, of course, is rammed full of dead people and goes back to the medieval and gothic times. So it's normally a good shout to say it's full of activity because you've got prayer and positive thought over a thousand years. 
plus all the dead bodies and all the crypts and all the sarcophaguses. So that's pretty good shout, to be honest. I would expect them to be haunted. Carl did not notice anything happen and started taking pictures in the cemetery. When the group went back to their car for a cup of tea, they looked over the snaps. I could not see anything unusual at first, Carl said. But when we got back to the car and started looking through them again, I thought, this looks interesting, and I zoomed in onto a photo. I believe it to show a lady. Another one. She gets around this woman, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. Hauntings are us. There was an amazing (laughs) TV show. I think one of the reasons I became a paranormal investigator is that in my informative years, in the 1970s, there was a show on British television. You can go and look this up on YouTube. It was called Rent-A-Ghost. And the idea was there was three dead people and they would hire themselves out to haunt. So you'd say, we'll book you for a couple of hours go and haunt this building. They would do parties, they would get people out of buildings. If someone, like a tenant, wasn't paying their rent, someone would hire them or rent them to go and haunt this building. And it reminds me, this is the white lady. She's being paid to go from building to building to haunt. This is where I'm going with this. But if people want to see this, Russell Brand was trying to get a film up and running based on this TV show, because that's a great idea, isn't it? It is a good idea. It's called Rent-A-Ghost. Go and look that up. Obviously, you've got to remember, this is British children's television from the 1970s, so we're not looking at CGI and amazing graphics here, but I thought that was fun. I used to watch that as a kid and thought that was amazing. This is the reason I'm sat here now, doing a paranormal radio show going out to 190 countries, was Rent-A-Ghost in 1976. The figure, who Carl thinks could be holding a baby, is by a cross in the picture. There was no sign of it at the time. Carl said it showed up in the image because his pal, Trish, was shining an ultraviolet torch in that direction. How do you get into a cathedral with an ultraviolet torch? How do you go in there? We're in the cemetery. We could could do all kinds of things in a cemetery, but... uh, (laughs) With dirt and sausages. Yes. I feel as if we're learning a lot about you tonight. You're welcome. I know where the dirt's coming from in a cemetery. How's the sausage getting introduced? Well. (laughs) Was it a phantom sausage or did it just creep up on you? Or was it the sausage of dead people past? She was standing in the graveyard. The wind was whistling around. There was a full moon. She got mesmerized by the sausage. I did. I used mine as a pendulum. I I fortune tell with it. Sasha Mancy. Yes. This is where we're going. Sausage Mancy? Yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> You're going to meet a tall duck stranger and come into some money. That's my stripper name. Oh, wow. <laughs> she comes on to the sounds of pour some sugar on me. Yeah, that's right. We're learning a lot about you, aren't you? It's yes. a shame you're only going to be on this show once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do continue. Uh, we got excited then and went to... <laughs> <laughs> yes. God yes, works in mysterious ways. Oh. We got excited then and went to the exact grave and got the torch out to look at the headstone <laughs> to see what was there. We've lost Miss Morris. She's gone. <gasps> we didn't even mention Dairy Queen. No. <laughs> the grave was that of a three-year-old child named Beatrix Amy and was the daughter of a woman named Sarah Heath, who died in the 1300s. So Sarah, they think the ghost of Sarah. Mm -hmm. This is very unusual, because ghosts from that period of history, which is 700 years ago, Mm -hmm. their energy 
tends to dissipate. It's very rare in my experience that you will come across a ghost or an entity that's more than 200 years old because the energy just isn't there anymore. And I know I've seen residual hauntings that go back to this period of history. People have seen Roman soldiers walking through basements that go back to zero AD, mm. but very, very unusual. Something must be juicing her energy up to get her to appear like that. We had things like EM pumps that gives them energy back to be able to appear to be a catalyst, if you like. He just goes on to say that previously in the night, the name Sarah had come to me, and it was if she was showing me where she was buried. So she's having psychic images come to her before she went and took the photographs. So she was being guided to the grave with the UV torch, the flashlight, before she arrived. Mm -hmm. We do have psychics on our team that spend a week beforehand writing notes. People come to them before we go and investigate a specific site with the International Paranormal Society. I'm thinking Brian, one of our psychics that lives in Rochester, a week before the investigation, he will sit at home and arrive at the investigation with a book full of notes on where he needs to go, the names of the spirits that are already there. So I know that's very common amongst psychics. I prefer not to know anything. I prefer to go in cold and not know and see what's there when it arrives almost and have that experience yeah. when I get there. So psychics work in different ways. That's a fabulous story. You shall kick off tonight's show on a resplendent two. This is the Marvelous. bizarre moment. It can easily be taken away, I might mm, add. I see that. This is a bizarre moment. <laughs> a teenage boy develops a terrifying new voice after being possessed by demons. Puberty. Either that or it's Heather <laughs> messing around with the gay robot. Stop. No. No. <laughs> Let me sing By the Light of the Silvery Moon by Ada Johnson. By the light of the silvery moon. I want to spoon. This really isn't working very well, is it? <laughs> The child named Syed left his family fearing for their lives after he appeared to have been taken over by a devil. In the clip, the boy sits in a chair making strange throaty noises as though his voice has been distorted by a machine. And it's believed the incident took place. You see how power corrupts. Heather's got in front of her the soundboard and the only job she has to do... This is gonna. Is this how it's gonna be all night now? Is it? But the incident took place in Monte Morelos in Mexico. Said's family eventually called for medical help, but doctors could not provide the boy with any assistance. They suggested that the family call for religious help after believing the boy could be possessed by Satan. You think he's just had puberty? Yep. Happen at that moment. Mm -hmm. One hair becomes many. A priest then <laughs> attended the home and performed an exorcism in an attempt to drive the evil spirits away. It is not clear whether the boy has recovered from his ordeal or whether his berries are any lower than they used to be. That brings to a conclusion the end of the round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. I'm on four points. Michelle has two and Heather is in a resplendent last place on minus five. We now run into the round that is cryptozoology and UFOs. It's green beasts, hairy beasts and green men and UFOs and standing in cornfields with laser pens and Heather Morris messing around with the soundboard. I have a story that says <laughs> they say there are plenty of secrets hidden at the bottom of the sea, but this one may be bigger than most. Alien hunters believe they've spotted a perfect pyramid 
deep below the Pacific Ocean. On Google Earth, the huge structure appears to be 8.5 miles across, and some fanatics believe it could be a UFO parked underwater. Imagine if your UFO was 8.5 meters across. You're the captain of the UFO, you're on the bridge. Your shift ends in two hours. What happens if you want to have a wee and the toilets are at the other end of the UFO? If it's eight and a half miles long, okay, that's a 17 mile walk for you to be having a wee and get back in time. What are you going to say? Take the bridge number two. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back tomorrow morning. With the emphasis on the word number two. That's a long journey, isn't it? That's a long walk for a wee, isn't it? Is what I'm saying. A little bit. I wonder if the toilets are closer to the bridge or whether they put them at the other end and it's a design fault on all UFOs. He claims to have seen a beam of light shining from the darkness of the ocean off the west coast of Mexico. Well-known alien enthusiast Scott C. Waring picked up the discovery and later shared it with his followers. He wrote, it's a perfect pyramid that measures 8.5 miles across on one side of its base. That's a conservative estimate. It could be up to 11 miles across. So it's suddenly increased. That's now 22 miles. I'm not going to be seeing you till tomorrow morning now. If I go and have a wee, that's 22 miles at this point. I'm going to have to take some sort of empty bottle onto the bridge at this moment in time. Yes. If I'm in charge of that UFO, I cannot do an entire shift as captain without going through... I'm glad a- you said shift. <laughs> well, at that point, you're taking an empty Pringles can on board with you, aren't you? Permission to bring empty Pringles tube onto the bridge, captain. I can't take Branded. an entire shift. Take over, number two. I'm just going to go and... It's atrocious. I'm just hoping that UFOs have designed their ships that big with facilities close to the bridge because that could be problematic heather what have you got for me tonight in the round of cryptozoology it's a story with a ufo in it kinda not really what's kind of like a ufo a dustbin i've got morris code you've got morris code i do you're going to communicate via the skill of morris code i am morris code was actually found on mars on Mars. Yes. They found Morris Code yes. on Mars. Yes. A landscape of dots and dashes has been picked up by NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. The intriguing phenomenon, which had never been observed before, was picked up on camera just to the south of the planet's North Pole within a natural circular depression on the surface. Far from being an extraterrestrial message, however, this unique pattern is believed to have been produced by the wind in much the same way as the sand dunes typically found here on Earth. What makes these formations particularly unusual in this case are the isolated dots, which seem to have been created by something interrupting the production of the linear dunes. The linear dunes. Linear dunes. So what's it saying? What's the message? I've got it. Do you You've want to know? have got the message. Oh, yes, please. 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 Oh, it's a shopping list. Sausage and dirt. Sausage and dirt Aisle dunes. two. <laughs> It says, and I quote, Nee, Ned, ZB, 6TNN, Debetta. There was me thinking there'd be a message here for humanity. Sifi. You're reading out their shopping list. EB, CE. Okay. EC. I'm bored now. C. C. And C. what does that mean? I don't know. You've no idea. You're just reading out <laughs> random letters, aren't you? Oh. What you're basically doing 
is like a five-year-old who's reading out license plates as they're going on a long journey in the car, aren't you? <laughs> this is what you're doing. This is the scribblings of an alien who's looking out for license plates on other UFOs and scribbling down on the surface of Mars. Don't you insult Morris Code. Morris Code. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Why are we here? Is that all you've got tonight, is it, in the round of UFOs? That's it, is it? Conspiracy theorists have gone into meltdown after Jean-Claude Juncker... Van said Damme. He... Jean-Claude Juncker. Juncker Van Damme. He's the leader of the European Commission, I'll have you know. The president of the commission had been speaking in front of EU bigwigs, and then he put out some moves, broke a couple of necks... Now alien hunters have jumped on the speech, claiming it proves world leaders are in touch with aliens. A video of Junker shows him speaking in French, because he is French, you know, yeah. and telling those gathered at the meeting, after clotheslining the commissioner for Germany, you need to know who observe us from afar, we are worried. I have seen, listened and heard many leaders of other planets and they are very worried because they wonder about the course the EU will follow. So we have to reassure both the Europeans and those who observe us from afar. But others claim it was simply a slip of the tongue and that Junker had meant to say many leaders of our planet. So he said aliens on other planets are observing the European Union and are very worried. But they think it was a mistranslation. <laughs> no, it's easily done, isn't it? No, I said pluck the chicken. <laughs> it would be a sad day for mankind, wouldn't it? If the first contact aliens made with humans was with the French. That would give them a really wrong impression. The friendly alien human hand would reach out. There'd be the first time aliens have made contact with humans... And a Frenchman would shrug and go, and that would be it. Dusted. Done with. Let's hope when aliens land, they don't meet the French first. I advise them to go to any other country first would be my advice. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? This is a bizarre UFO spotted hovering over a medieval fortress in North Wales. This is in Carnarvon, isn't it? Carnarvon, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. The amazing footage shows the disc-shaped object drifting above the fort for at least 40 seconds before disappearing behind one of the turrets. It's all happening in Wales, isn't it? The mm -hmm. woman in Wales, white. Yeah. The white woman was the cathedral in mm -hmm. Cardiff, which is in the south. This is Carnarvon Castle, which is in the north. Very active, paranormally as Wales. It was captured on camera in broad daylight by Owen Powell and uploaded to the UFO Alien Sightings channel on YouTube. The clip, which appears to have been filmed in Carnarvon, shows a small dark object floating over the town's iconic castle. Then as the camera zooms in, the object begins to descend slowly before disappearing out of view behind the castle walls. This has happened quite a lot throughout history. There's a famous engraving where in a castle in Basel in Switzerland, all these dark shield shapes, they describe them as shields, started flying around and was in the sky. So castles have had UFO activity going back thousands of years. If people look up that illustration, they're more than welcome to see it. But they documented this at the time because they didn't know what it was. By definition, a UFO is just that, something in the sky that has not been identified and can often turn into be something natural or man-made 
which is hard to make out at a distance. Like a balloon. A similar UFO in 2010 had witnesses claiming to have seen a large triangular craft hovering near Bangor. This is a Dorito. This isn't like the banger that you tried earlier, was it? This is bangers and dirt. (laughs) (laughs) This is banger on the south coast. I'm going to take you for a nice long weekend in banger. Wow. No need to do the washing up this weekend, sweetheart. (laughs) We're going to banger with the kids. What? (laughs) This is right. (laughs) I'll buy you an ice cream. You'll be fine. (laughs) It was allegedly up to 200 feet wide, had numerous lights, and made a noise like a lawnmower before vanishing out of sight. Unidentified flying lawnmower. It disappeared out of sight because the aliens had to empty the grass box. This is where we are. And then they made the jelly beans. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Aliens making jelly beans. <laughs> it happens. Things you never thought you'd say on the radio in your entire Career. Well, I'm on six points. Michelle has now scored four. And Heather is on minus three. We now move into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any other category, but are too strange and too bizarre not to read out live on air. Ever notice this small detail about naked male statues sculpted in ancient Rome or Greece? Although the relics in museums represent men as having toned torsos with tight abs, they are certainly less impressive in other areas. Even the most mature culture vultures may find it hard to stifle a giggle when their eyes focus on the statue's manhood. Luckily, anyone can jump in at any time. Luckily, a group of historians have uncovered the reason why the ancient relics aren't well endowed. It was cold. There was no radiators back in ancient Rome, ancient Greece. A blog post by How to Talk About Art History reveals that beauty standards were a lot different in ancient times. It explains, Today, big penises are seen as valuable and manly, but back then, most evidence points to the fact that small penises were considered better than big ones. Like a little button mushroom. So, why are you doing the story again? Even Michelangelo's <laughs> statue of biblical hero David, who was considered to be one of the most perfect men in ancient history, isn't equipped with the most impressive equipment. There was an entire essay written on the fact, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you're a man and you go and get a suit measured, they will say to you, which side do you dress, sir? And they're discussing which one hangs lower, left or right. If your left one hangs lower, you're right-handed. If your right one hangs lower, you're left-handed. People have studied Michelangelo's David so intently with a magnifying glass that they've realised that he hangs slightly lower on the right-hand side. That makes him left-handed. But in ancient Greek sculpture and in the early Renaissance, left-handed was considered to be evil they did everything possible to stop people being left-handed you throw salt over your left shoulder for example to get rid of the devil the word left in greek is sinistra which where we get the word sinister from so it's very odd that the perfect human form which is michelangelo's david that's what they were striving for for two or three hundred years for michelangelo to sculpt that And when he finished it, a lot of artists just put down their chisels, put down their paintbrushes and pencils and said, we're done. 
because that was their ideal. They were striving to get the perfect human form. Michelangelo achieved it. What was the point of carrying on? So there was actually a lull after that happened where there wasn't much art going on for 60, 70 years. But it's true. He was left-handed and he was lower slightly on the right. Entire essays have been written about this. Historian Kenneth Dother, in his book Greek Homosexuality, argued that small penises were seen as desirable at the time. Men with more impressive manhoods were seen as unintelligent, less attractive, and more sexually promiscuous. The blog agrees ancient Greek sculptures are all about balance and idealism. Therefore, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to have large penises, as this would be considered humorous or grotesque. Want to see something grotesque and funny, Michelle? Mm-hmm. Another factor to consider <laughs> is that penises depicted in artwork don't tend to be erect. The study reveals if you compare the size to most flaccid male penises, they're actually not significantly smaller than real-life penises tend to be. Heather, you ever been to Greece or Italy? No. Okay. What have you got for me tonight in the round <laughs> of the strange and the bizarre? Well, I have a Gelf man has had his vehicle pulled off of the road after he was spotted driving without headlights after dark on Monday night. He was driving a what? He was driving a car without headlights. Okay, I've got that far. And this is strange and bizarre because... Well, the police officer conducting the speed enforcement on Gordon Street near Springfield Golf Course pulled the driver over around 10.20 after spotting what appeared to be a bicycle light coming toward him on the road. So as the light approached the parked vehicle, the officer was able to make out the shape of the vehicle, which was evidently traveling well over the posted 70 kilometer per hour speed limit 70 is a wondrous number it, it is the is? speed limit See, in many countries you were there around. you were right there it's almost like i'm psychic i, I should know. give myself four points <laughs> i'm on ten <laughs> thank you oh whatever uh the police radar clocked the vehicle actually going 108 108 yeah what would that hour? be what would that be Roughly, you think. Like a banana or something. What do you mean? Like a- <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, he was going at 108 and noted that it had no working exterior lights, either headlights or taillights. So when he stopped the vehicle, the officer found the driver was actually wearing a headlamp. A LED headlamp for his so, light. So he's got. Like, oh, that's great. He's got. So he's got one of them. Like a miner's light. Yes. So he's traveling. What speed was he doing? 108. He's doing 108 miles an hour. Kilometers. In a vehicle that has no lights. No lights. No. But he's getting away with it because he's got a headlight, flashlight strapped to his forehead. Yes. Okay. Did I fit the criteria now? <laughs> what a strange and bizarre. Um, the police say that the stretch of Gordon Street where the driver was stopped has no artificial lighting. So he was doing it in the complete dark. It no wasn't street like, lamps. No street lamps. No. The 35-year-old man was charged with speeding and operating an unsafe vehicle. And the license plates were removed from the car and it was towed from the scene because of its unsafe condition. But he got to keep his headlamp. So. Well, that's good news. <laughs> that's going to be really useful in prison, isn't it? <laughs> you can see what's coming. Oh, oh. dear. Controversial. <laughs> I have another story that says a shocking study claims men who chug too much cola could be damaging their manhood. 
Scientists revealed that drinking one litre of the fizzy drink a day could reduce the sperm count by a massive 30% and lead to erectile dysfunction. It's the taste of a generation. Just not your generation. (laughs) Research undertaken at Copenhagen University Hospital found men who classified themselves as being addicted to cola had far less effective swimmers than those who avoided the drink. The study looked at 2,554 men and found cola addicts had an average sperm count of 35 million per milliliter, compared to 56 million per milliliter in those who consumed less of the drink. While a sperm count of 35 million still falls within the normal range, it puts men more at risk of eventually becoming infertile. How do you count 35 million per milliliter? Surely they're just, someone's going to have to count those. You've got a microscope, not one, two, three, keep still, sweetheart, four, five, Scientists noted that while getting an erection relied on many factors, both physical and psychological, certain ingredients in fizzy drinks appear to contribute to problems in getting it up. They claimed a sweetener in the drinks could damage arteries in the penis, possibly preventing blood flowing freely through the muscle. What if you used the straw as well? How would that be? I get through so much Mountain Dew and are in soda during the course of this show that just sit here now with you two ladies I reckon I've lost about 25,000 milliliters I just thought I'd share that with you oh hang on just lost another couple of hundred there we go Michelle what have you got for us tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre two government employees in Spain managed to skip work without anyone else noticing for over 15 years. That sounds, yes. that sounds like Spain. 15 <laughs> years at work. I'm a government employee and so is Michelle. I don't think you'd be missed if you had 15 years off. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could get well. away with it. <laughs> this is Spain, remember, so no mm, one's doing any work anyway. Right. They have a siesta for most of the day mm. where everyone's sleeping. Skipping the odd day off. Work is something that many people will have done at some point in their lives, but two men in southern Spain took this to a whole new level when they took advantage of a loophole in their work agreement to remain home from the office for more than a decade. No way. That's awesome. (laughs) What do you call a Spanish streaker? Senior Willy. (laughs) I've been waiting to do that. I love this show. It's a joy. (laughs) The duo who were representatives for the General Confederation of Labor Union were only found out after the authorities' human resources department started to investigate staff records. It's not the first time that the town of Jerez de la Frontera has been in well hot done. water. Wow! Where Here did that come from? <laughs> Points! Thank you! Five. Fantastic! Yes! Should I say it again? No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> has been in hot water over la- labor issues Earlier, a separate investigation revealed that some of the local police union had also been skipping work for most of the year. So they were the police. They worked for the police department. Mm. How do you work from home if you're a police officer? (laughs) Who are you arresting? How is that happening? I'm working from home this decade. I work in the police department. (laughs) Some of the employees had only showed up for as little as two months. Wow. That's fantastic. It makes you want to go to Spain, doesn't it? Yeah. We can get you some donkey sausage. You'll be fine. Oh. Chorizo, donkey sausage. Yeah. 
Our final round is not for your mother. It's the round where if your mother is easily offended and she's in the room. She's of a delicate disposition. She needs to be removed. These are the stories that are laden with sexual innuendo and can't be read out at any time on the show for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. You have now accessed our archives. So fabulous that you're tech savvy and you have found us here on SoundCloud or iTunes or Stitcher. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, I found out that she must be avoided. What, my mother? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a my whole... mother must be avoided. No, Due to the snoring. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, we just lost a fly. Um... There's a hilarious sign that warns a barn hearse, dumpy pervert. Dumpy. A dumpy pervert. A dumpy pervert. Yes. Where can one get one? Can you buy one and get one free? I think you just have to visit. I think if you go to Walmart, you can get a couple of dumpy perverts. I think mm. there's a good possibility they'll be loitering around aisle two. And dirt and sausage. Oh, that's aisle three, apparently. <laughs> a hilarious sign has allegedly popped up near Barnhurst Golf Course to warn residents about the dumpy pervert who must be avoided. Is he between the first and second hole? <laughs> <laughs> you wait. I'm on golf stories. Fire! I'm on fire. <laughs> What's wrong? I got you? touched between the first and second hole. <laughs> well, how wide your stance? <laughs> terrible. The sign attached to a tree reportedly close to the club in Mayplace Road East brands the woman... Oh, the woman. ...as a disgusting pervert who attempts to tempt dog walkers to take part in dogging and is looking to arrange a seedy get-together in a nearby field. Do you know what dogging is? Uh -uh. It's uh, a British phrase, but strangers turn up. It's all organized online, and you turn up in a car park somewhere and just go for it with complete strangers. Can I ask you how you know that? Apparently. (laughs) what would happen knowing my luck I have no luck at all in sport I'd be playing golf I know for a fact that this woman would take some stranger out into the middle of a bunker they'd practice the physical arts her bum print would be impressed into the sand like a couple of badly parked VW Beatles I know as sure as God made little apples that's where my ball's going to (laughs) go It's going to go straight into that divot oh, made by st- an impression of a bottom. I'm going to have to take the sand wedge, oh, Jeeves. Adrian, Edward. Do you get a drop for that? Would you have to get a drop? A mulligan? A you mulligan. want a mulligan? <laughs> well, would you like me to read the sign to you? Okay. All right. Please be warned about this woman. Description. She's white. She is five foot four. She's got a dumpy build. Hang on. This is my mother. She's middle-aged. She's my mother. Blonde, shoulder-length hair. My mother. She wears glasses. My mother. And she lives locally. That's my mother. (laughs) (laughs) This woman is a disgusting pervert. No, don't do it. (laughs) She is friendly at first, but be warned, she has an agenda. Both she and her partner are doggers. There's two of them. Yes, so this her is and a her partner. threesome now we're talking yes. about. Okay. Yes, she is trying to test the waters to see if you want to join their dirty antics. I am warning you, as I was naive and thought she was just over-friendly. She makes acquaintances, then makes remarks and advances that are sexually motivated, inviting you to midnight walks with the dog. Hang Except on, there's it, no dog. There's no dog. It's a phantom dog. <laughs> it's a, it's Let's the take the ghost f- dog. It's the ghost dog. That's right. She must be avoided. 
when she tried to touch me in my special place. (laughs) I I knew that she was a dirty, dirty, pervy dogger. In in your no-no spot. Hang on, I need to get into my safe place. Where's my safe place? She tried to touch my secret garden. That's terrible. It's a garden of shame is what it is. (laughs) What? (laughs) What if she touched his three wood? (laughs) (laughs) She got very abusive when I challenged her on her actions. She is trying to arrange seedy get-togethers on this field. If she offers you a 10-man train... A 10-man <laughs> I don't want to know. He's got don't. that kind of time. <laughs> How does anyone get around a golf in? <laughs> or ask you if you'd like pearly rain. You know it's time to walk away. <laughs> you can't be saying that. I'm sorry. This is why golfers carry an umbrella around with them. Just in Just case. In yeah, case. God, I had a terrible round. I got pearly... Pearly rain. Pearly rain. <laughs> Put your lighters away, damn it. I only want to see you for a minute, Pearly Ray. Good times. He's always at that golf course. He's never at home. The kids don't even know what he looks like anymore. How long does he take to play around a golf? It's terrible. P.S. There's a P.S. Is oh, there? great. It is the British yes. Open at the moment. We have all seen the stockings on the bushes. Give her a wide berth. Where's this golf course? <laughs> Where is this golf course? Oh, God. I threw it away. You threw it away. Yeah. Okay. It's on our Facebook wall. More questions than answers <laughs> with Adrian Lee. Designers of these state-of-the-art shorts say they can transform your sex life. According to the company Violive, they are the first smart pelvic training shorts in the world. And they claim wearing the piece of clothing can improve the strength of an erection, sexual stamina, and even lead to multiple orgasms. Promotional tongue-in-cheek video. Tongue-in-cheek no. really isn't no. the way to go. Mm-mm. Available on YouTube shows the shorts similar to biking shorts worn by a model. At one stage, a female model wearing red stilettos steps into a car and asks the man wearing the shorts, Is there anything you're hiding from me? To which he replies cheekily, Yeah, baby, just put your seatbelt on and we're going for a ride. Violiv claims the shorts will peak the sexual performance through pelvic floor training and guard manhood wellness against sedentary lifestyles and drinking large amounts of pop. And it says the shorts can be worn anywhere with discretion. I'm actually wearing them now. Gossard wonder pants. It pushes Gossard. everything forward. I've touched Michelle on the knee twice and she hasn't even noticed. <laughs> well, that's not saying much. She's... <laughs> and she hasn't even noticed, huh? To be fair, she's a good five feet away. Yeah, so I'm not... Yeah. Com- the shorts are equipped with sensors and a tracker to monitor progress. Quit rubbing it in the dirt. Why, there is also a phone app. <laughs> the shorts can even be paired with a mobile game that it appears you control with your manhood. Pokemon! What? <laughs> Donkey Kong! <laughs> oh, I love the show. Violet are set to launch as a Kickstarter this month. Although prizes have not been disclosed. Prizes? <laughs> prizes. 
<laughs> Prizes? <laughs> wow. I thought it was part of the game. <laughs> How are you controlling the game with your manhood? It's like a joystick. <laughs> A number of female pelvic floor muscles <laughs> strengtheners are already available on the market and can claim to help improve the strength of an orgasm, especially on the golf course. <sighs> <sighs> Michelle, what do you have for me tonight in the round of not for your mother? An increasing number of singletons in China are choosing to opt for silicone over flesh as they enter into loving relationships with life-size dolls. There you go. Nice. I know a life-size doll wouldn't be messing around with the buttons on the soundboard <laughs> straight off the bat. <laughs> with over 50 kinds of realistic dolls now on the market, the realistic toys differ depending on what the customer is looking for. I want dirt and sausage. <laughs> Probably have it. Um, as long as it's not rotten eggs. Oh. <laughs> yes, there was other combinations that you wouldn't want to get, isn't there? We should try another one. We should. Before the end of this round's out, Miss Morris, if uh, you get them ready. All right. Different figures, eye and hair colors, and even different skin textures. Buyers of the dolls are predominantly male, and some have even fallen in love with their dolls, giving them names, personalities, and souls to match. They don't have a mother-in-law. That's a good start. Not everyone uses them as girlfriends, however. Song Bo, one of China's most well-known doll enthusiasts from Beijing, bought his after being no diagnosed with a cyst in his head. Oh, God. <laughs> Hang on. What's the connection? I've got a cyst in my head. I beg it a life-size well, sex doll. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he claimed he did not want to risk marriage or having children, and instead now keeps the doll as his daughter. Oh, Ooh, what? That went dark. Oh, that, that, got, that, that went down I know, quickly. That's... Very creepy. Did you say blueberry creepy? Very, very creepy. <laughs> and, I gotta know, turn up my headphones. I've got a flavor for you. It's blueberry creepy. <laughs> you just bend over and pick the blueberries. No, I'll show you some <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to look a blueberry in the eye anymore. You've ruined blueberries for That's me. That's the same thing. What's showing somebody some creepy? I've got a whole bag of creepy here and it's got your name on it. Oh, Song can be often seen spending time with his child, who cost over 1,500 pounds in parks and in riding trains or on the underground in his hometown. If you were my child, Michelle, I'd still be bathing you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all that sausage and dirt need a bath. Miss Morris, <laughs> what have you got for me in the last story of the night on Not For Your Mother? Okay, you know how we never get into political debates because we just don't do it. I can't even vote in this country, so I keep my mouth shut. So I'm going to help people just a little bit. Okay, we're going to go all political. This is three years we've been doing and this it's show. serious, and I need to wipe my tears away like these. And this, so is I can for your, see. this is in the round, not for your mother. It is. The hashtag Never Trump movement just took an unexpectedly sexy turn. Oh, you don't often right. hear the words sexy and Trump in the same sentence, do you? I know. A new campaign dubbed Tramps Against Trump 
is encouraging Americans to vote for anyone besides Donald Trump. Well, you say that, but you've only got one other choice, and her name's Clinton. <laughs> well, you can do a write-in. What's we a write-in? can write you in. You can't. I can't. Serve. I wasn't born in this country. Arnold Schwarzenegger had the same problem. He wanted to run, and he couldn't, could he? Because he was born in Graz in Austria, unfortunately. Yeah, you can't do it. In exchange for performing the civic duty, Tramps Against Trump will send you a nude photo of your liking. Of my life. Why is your your eyes are huge? <laughs> I was <laughs> I was thinking it was it's not Donald Trump naked, surely. No, it's not. It's one of the tramps. <laughs> it is. Oh, okay. Yes, and you get a the bevy, in a Britain, bevy of them. In Britain, a tramp is a vagrant. They're well, like it's a bum. No, this isn't that kind. Oh, okay. This just, isn't that kind. Not, Mr. Uh, when you Lee. say we'll send you a picture of a tramp of your liking, I'm seeing an old man. <laughs> Some homo with a, sitting on the corner. With a bottle of whiskey with wee stains on his trousers. <laughs> no, you're man. getting the wrong picture. <laughs> First reported by Motherboard, Tramps Against Trump is an equal opportunity campaign of democratic nudity. While many of the photos on the campaign's Instagram account, which at the time of publication was actually offline, currently feature women tramps against trump supporters of all general genders and sexualities a spokesperson for instagram declined to comment on the status of the individual account and instead pointed out to daily dot to the company's community guidelines which forbid nudity in the past we had rock the vote and other ways to get the vote out but what do young people really like now it's lucky we're not getting a picture of bush Oh, <laughs> they like naked people on the internet," said Jessica Rabbit. The Jessica camp- Rabbit. Oh, yes, wow. it's the campaign's pseudonymous creator. Pseudonymous. That's what I said. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just- <laughs> so we're using naked people on the internet to make a change and get people excited about something. <laughs> Go on, then. I actually it's think. There. I actually think this will be the lowest turnout this country has ever had for people voting if you've got a choice between clinton and trump i will bet you now that only 30 to 40 percent of the electorate actually turn out because people just won't bother i don't think anyone's going to bother voting well we'll see what happens but according to tramps against trump's frequently asked questions the group does not endorse any presidential candidate we simply are advocating for anyone but Trump. To get a nude photo, here are the directions. Here we go, boys. Are you ready? I've got a pen. pen. and paper. I'm poised. All right. To get a nude photo sent to you, simply send the group a direct message with a photo of yourself outside a polling station. So you don't even have to be in there, Mr. Lee. You can just take a picture outside. I want. To, they need a picture of my polling station. Yes. <laughs> in those pants. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes, and it would be a polling station as well, I might add. (laughs) And the Tramps Against Trump will reward you with some naked goodness. Just make sure you're at least 18 years or older. And the group also recommends not taking your photo inside a photo booth or a voting booth. That's illegal. Which is illegal in some states. If instead you'd like to be one of the people that just like to bear it all and want to share it all... So this is now a suggestion that you could be a tramp and you could take pictures of yourself. And send them to other people. send them to men outside of polling booths. That's right. You can send a censored photo of yourself to the campaign. Just be aware that all photos sent to Tramps Against Trump may be posted on the group's social media accounts. I now wa- I have some an update. I want to open, before you give me the update, I want to open a gentleman's club and call it Polling Station. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. 
It's excellent. I, You've got your money out to start investing. I do. I have. <laughs> Polling station for men. I can see that in spirit late near Okaboji. Polling station. Oh, boy. You can have inside, there'll be polling booths. See how this is all coming oh, together? Oh, no. It's a beautiful thing. I'm going to go on to Kickstarter. I can see it now. Uh, Do continue. I'm just going to make some, some money here. And making more notes. Yes. Make, <laughs> I need to print some more money. <laughs> we did that last week, didn't we? It's still wet. Oh, no. As of June 23rd, Instagram was down. And so you can't find tramps for you Trump can't. or against Trump. It's been on taken Instagram. away. So you but give us the carrot and then give me the stick. They have reopened. Oh, yeah. On Tumblr. Okay. Which does not have any qualms about the nudity. So Perfect. go for it. Go for it. What a fabulous story. I'm sure there's people writing this down and checking that as we speak. Now, at the beginning of the show, which seems like a very, very long time ago now, yep. we ate a Harry Potter jelly bean. There was random flavours. Some were good. Some were poor. <laughs> Michelle got the poor. Michelle, well, you say that, but she quite enjoyed that combination. The sausage and dirt combo seemed to work. How is she going to end her night? That's how I want to know. God works in mysterious mm. ways. Miss Morris, you have a choice of jelly beans. Choose wisely. She chose poorly. In it goes. She's chewing. You can hear her oh. masticating live on air. What's that one? What did, oh, oh, no. There's a face. It looks like she's going to be sick. That's oh, not- my God. It was a booger. Oh, no. No. Was it oh. someone else's or your own? Can you find one for Michelle? What color was it? That's disgusting. What's your color? Oh, I no. have a blue one. She's got a blue one. Okay, pop the blue pill. I'm so afraid. Okay. You'll come round in two weeks' time in a car park somewhere in the back of a car. Blueberry. It's blueberry. Oh, nice. It it's with- really good. Does it come with creepy or was it just blueberry? <laughs> big bag of creepy. Okay. Blueberry creepy. Find her a bogey one before no! we finish. I want that. It's okay. gone. Here we go. It's going in. Oh, it's lemon. Oh. oh fantastic. <laughs> Here's where we're cheering for bad ones. <laughs> Have you found a boogie one? Give to- Michelle another one. I just enjoy looking at her face. That's all. Why don't you give her three? We're bound to find a bad one and three, aren't we? Okay, hold on. I'm Here trying to find... Oh, well, there we are. They've all come out of wow. the packet. Every colour you can imagine. It's like a bag of Skittles. I'm trying to... Move them all find... around in a circle and it's like NASCAR. That's it. Perfect. Wait, maybe it's hiding in there. Okay. Perhaps it was only one boogie one. It was actually stuck to the side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's got a... Are you going to swap all them for a cow by any chance? <laughs> I don't know what that one is. You, tr- on. you try it. I want to get home by midnight, if that's okay. I don't know. You don't know? Here, try that one. Try that one. Okay, here we go. It doesn't look good, does it? The colour is even off-putting on that one. And that one isn't very good either. Oh, go for that one. That's the the one you want. Try that one. one. Yeah, go with that. That's Viagra. (laughs) (laughs) That's the little blue one. Yeah, all right. Don't get it stuck in your throat. You'll have a stiff neck for a week. (laughs) Okay, here I go. It's in. She's chewing. What are we getting? It's the base notes of... (laughs) Oh, hang on. It's good and Is bad. it marshmallow? <laughs> marshmallow? I hate marshmallows. <laughs> you had a choice of earwax, vomit, and bogey, and you say, oh, no, I got marshmallow. <laughs> Was that marshmallow? Go on, one more. One more. There we go. All right. Here we are. Okay. I've, it's because you're new. You're going to get to taste okay. all the flavors okay. of the rainbow is where we are. All right. Okay. It's exciting, isn't it? This is tension. Oh, it's... People have never listened to a radio show like this. It really is like, like Russian roulette. It is, and, and you've got the bullet on several occasions. <laughs> Here we go. Earwax, 
Oh no, Heather's giving you another one. That one. Oh god, oh, this no. is horrible. <laughs> That's got an aftertaste. <laughs> oh, she spit it into her hand. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh no. That's that's shocking. That's just wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let myself. <laughs> I only wish we had a pan can. What was that? What did you give up? I don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> it tastes—it tastes like dogging, is what it tastes like. Is it Pell Rain by any chance? Oh, my nose is running. <laughs> it's all coming out, fluids in every position. Oh, Heather, what was that? I don't know what it tastes like. I don't oh, know. <laughs> I think it was earwax. <laughs> <laughs> It was here once. Oh man. Oh no. no. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, that was earwax. So we're now going to go off to the bathroom. What could be more exciting than sitting here eating jelly beans? What a joy to behold. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is Heather Morris, who finally ended up on minus three. <laughs> this is what I have to put up with. Never again are you going to be sat next to the soundboard. I've learned what? my lesson. <laughs> Michelle has made it into second place by scoring an amazing five due to yes! her Spanish translations. Five. And just the Cinco. fact that she said it's not the first time she's had a sausage and dirt combo. <laughs> and in resplendent first place, the $33,000 IR camera goes to me. I scored... <laughs> Tonight. Told you it was rigged. You're getting a flavour of how things work. I didn't believe it. Do not fear, listener. We are back with a whole new bunch of cheating next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can contact me on my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't put out live on air in a round called Not For Your Mother. And you can find those archives if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Michelle Corey, Laurie Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Kim McGregor, Gore, and all at the International Paranormal Society, interparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>